Hi, this is Brad Constantine, and you've reached the Book of Mormon Lecture Series. I've been teaching seminary and institute for the last 11 years, and uh, this is an attempt to do a deep dive into the Book of Mormon itself. I'm hoping that you'll find this uplifting and edifying. This is not an official recording of The Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, but every attempt has been made to be as doctrinally accurate as possible. So if you're ready for a deep dive into the Book of Mormon, here we go. Hi, and welcome back to this Book of Mormon podcast. This is going to be a discussion about Helaman chapter 15, and we are continuing the prophecies of Samuel the Lamanite, who's up on the, on the wall of the city of Zarahemla. Verse 1, And now, now, my beloved brethren, behold, I declare unto you that except ye shall repent, your houses shall be left unto you desolate. From the previous two verses in the previous chapter, Samuel speaks of agency. Now he speaks of repentance. Yea, except ye repent, your women shall have great cause to mourn in the day that they shall give suck. For ye shall attempt to flee, and there shall be no place for refuge. Yea, and woe unto them that are with child, for they shall be heavy and cannot flee. Therefore they shall be trodden down and shall be left to perish. Yea, woe unto this people who are called the people of Nephi, except they shall repent when they shall see all these signs and wonders which shall be showed, showed unto them. For behold, they have been a chosen people of the Lord, yea, the people of Nephi hath he loved, and also hath he chastened them, yea, in, their days, in the days of their iniquities hath he chastened them, because he loveth them. Brigham Young said, There are several here who will address you, and suppose that they shall chastise us a little. Do we not deserve it? Still, perhaps some will complain of the speaker for chastising them, when perhaps the first sentences which meet their eyes upon opening the Bible will convey the idea that every son and daughter whom the Lord loveth he chasteneth, but those who are not chastened are bastards and not sons. Says one, I am willing to be chastened, but I am not willing to have that brother who has just come from England or some other country chasten me. But if someone high in authority should do it, I would kiss the rod and reverence the hand that gave it. But that man who will only receive chastening from the Lord himself is not in a proper state of mind before him. The Latter-day Saints have been chastened much and often. Many in this congregation have had their corn and wheat stacks burned in consequence of their religion and have often been called to part with their fathers and mothers, their wives and children, in consequence of their religion. They have been chastened here and there, and perhaps some may think, we are being chastened now by the drought and insects. I am willing to take it as a chastisement and to learn that wisdom and knowledge which I had not before it happened. And if every man could realize and understand it, they would receive it as a prize and as a lesson that would qualify them for future duties. Though our chastisements are often hard to be borne, those who bear them patiently, willingly, and submissively will find that they yield the gospel fruits of righteousness insomuch that they will know how to be saints indeed. President Benson said, We should learn to accept counsel. All of us need counsel. Sometimes there is need for reprimanding. I do not suppose that any of us who served for any length of time have not been on the receiving end of some pointed counsel that was for our benefit. Whom the Lord loveth, he chasteneth. Verse 4, But behold, my brethren, the Lamanites hath he hated. This is strong language. One would assume that Samuel did not mean to convey the thought that God actually hated the Lamanites at least not in the sense that mortal men hate one another, rather because of their rebellion, because they rejected the light and spurned the association with God through the Spirit that they might have enjoyed. They alienated themselves from the love of the Father. It is not that God does not love them, but that he simply is unable to bless them as he would those who choose the right. If you keep not my commandments, a modern revelation attests, the love of the Father shall not continue with you, therefore you shall walk in darkness. And that was by Millet McConkie. 
because their deeds have been evil continually, and this because of the iniquity of the tradition of their fathers. But behold, salvation hath come unto them through the preaching of the, of the Nephites. And for this intent hath the Lord prolonged their days. These are the descendants of the people of Ammon. The stripling warriors would be adults and have their own families. Verse 5, And I would that ye should... Behold, that the more part of them are in the path of their duty, and they do walk circumspectly before God, and they do observe to keep his commandments and his statutes and his judgments according to the law of Moses. <clears throat> Yea, I say unto you that the more part of them are doing this, and they are striving with unwearied diligence. Another vital source of renewal is expending some of our energy by striving with the less active. Serving in this way keeps the giver from becoming weary of or from fainting in his mind making possible striving with unwearied diligence, that they may bring the remainder of their brethren to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, there are many who do, who do add to their numbers daily. Assisting in such reclamation actually gives us added energy. We are energized and empowered like the father of the prodigal, who ran to greet him when he was yet a, a great way off. Such real love keeps us from becoming too tired to reach out. Continuing verse 6, that they may bring the remainder of their brethren to the knowledge of the truth. Therefore, there are many who do add to their numbers daily. And behold, ye do know of yourselves, for ye have witnessed it, that as many of them as are brought to the knowledge of the truth, and to know of the wicked and abominable traditions of their fathers, and are led to believe the holy scriptures, yea, the prophecies of the holy prophets, which are written, which leadeth them to to faith on the Lord and unto repentance, which faith and repentance bringeth a change of heart unto them. Therefore, as many as have come to this, ye know of yourselves, are firm and steadfast in the faith and in the thing wherewith they have been made free. President Kimball said, basically, the descendants of the Lamanites is an intelligent, affectionate, responsive, honest, stable, and is a believing blood. There is every reason to be assured that the red man will remain loyal and true to the gospel and the church once he is brought into the fold. We have heard of his traditions and superstitions of his ferocity and wildness, of his degradation and uncleanness. But let us consider his potential as revealed by a review of his ancestors. The Lamanites having believing blood, as evidenced by these words from the sixth chapter of Helaman that I just read. It should be noted that the Lamanites were often absorbed by and were called Nephites when they were righteous. And it is true also that the Nephites, when they rebelled and became wicked, were often called Lamanites. And there was undoubtedly a considerable mixture among them. Verse 9, and ye know also that they have buried their weapons of war. It's been 70 years since this happened. Most of those men who did this would be dead by now, but their children, including the stripling warriors, would have remembered. And they fear to take them up, lest by any means they should sin. Yea, ye can see that they fear to sin, for behold, they will suffer themselves that they be trodden down and, and slain by their enemies and will not lift their swords against them, and this because of their faith in Christ. And now because of their, steady, of their steadfastness, when they do believe in that thing which they do believe, and for because of their firmness, when they are once enlightened, behold, the Lord shall bless them and prolong their days, notwithstanding their iniquity. Yea, even if they should dwindle in unbelief, the Lord shall prolong their days, until the time shall come, which hath been spoken by our fathers, and also by the prophet Zenos, and many other prophets, concerning the restoration of our brethren, the Lamanites, again to the knowledge of the truth. President Kimball said, The Lord chose to call them Lamanites. They are fulfilling prophecies. They are a chosen people, with rich blood in their veins. 
They are casting off the fetters of superstition, fear, ignorance, and prejudice, and are clothing themselves with knowledge, good works, and righteousness. And this church is elated to have an important part in bringing about this transformation. Yesterday they were deprived, weakening, vanishing. Today thousands are in regular seminaries and institutes. Numerous are receiving secular as well as spiritual training in Mexico, South America, and Hawaii, and the Isles of the Sea. Many are now in college in large numbers in full-time mission service. Tens of thousands are now eligible for superior training and service through church organizations in all the Americas and in the Pacific. Lamanite Nephite leaders are now standing forth to direct and inspire their people. The day of the Lamanite is come, and tomorrow will be even better. Verse 12, Yea, I say unto you that in the latter times the promises of the Lord have been extended to our brethren the Lamanites. Contrary to the opinion of those who may have read the Book of Mormon only superficially, or who have not read it at all, and formed opinions based on hearsay, it does not portray a consistently negative image of the Lamanites. It does not suggest a glorious future for this choice people. Samuel the Lamanite testified in verses 12 and 13, what I just read and will read. Significantly, Latter-day Saints shall have a role in assisting the Lamanites to achieve their destiny. Nephi spoke of the time when the Gentiles would take the Book of Mormon to this remnant of the to the remnant of his people. Uh, and that's back in Second Nephi that the gospel would be preached uh, through the Lamanites. Elder President Kimball said uh, he saw them as leaders, speaking about the Lamanites' glorious future, he saw them as leaders in business, law, government, the, the arts, literature, and in the church. I saw the church growing in rapid strides, and I saw wards and stakes organized. I saw stakes by the hundreds and a temple. The first truly Lamanite stake was organized in Mexico City in 1961, and by 1989 there were a hundred stakes in Mexico alone. In 1983, a temple was dedicated there, and within a few years, one half dozen temples were opened in predominantly Lamanite areas of Latin America and Polynesia. In 1990, 58% of the church's 330,000 converts were baptized in Latin America. The Lamanites truly are a people of destiny. When church members more accurately appreciate the image and more fully understand the teachings of the Book of Mormon concerning the Lamanites, they should not feel the least hesitancy or embarrassment about sharing this book and its message with the descendants of these people. On the contrary, they should be eager to fulfill their responsibility to do so. Continuing verse 12, And notwithstanding the many afflictions which, shall, which they shall have, and notwithstanding they shall be driven to and fro upon the face of the earth, and be hunted, and shall be smitten, and scattered abroad, having no place for refuge, the Lord shall be merciful unto them. That scattering occurred when the Europeans came and discovered America. And this is according to the prophecy that they shall again be brought to the true knowledge, which is the knowledge of their Redeemer, and their great and true shepherd, and be numbered among his sheep. Therefore I say unto you, it shall be better for them than for you, except ye repent. For behold, had the mighty works been shown unto them, which have been shown unto you, yea, unto them who have dwindled in unbelief, because of the traditions of their fathers, ye can see of yourselves that they never would again have dwindled in unbelief. Therefore, saith the Lord, I will not utterly destroy them, but I will cause that in the day of my wisdom they shall return unto me again. President Kimball said, The brighter day has dawned, the scattering has been accomplished, the gathering is in process. May the Lord bless us all as we become nursing parents unto our Lamanite brethren and hasten the fulfillment of the great promises made to them. Continuing verse uh, 16, uh, They shall return unto me again, saith the Lord, and now behold, saith the Lord, concerning the people of the Nephites, if they will not repent and observe to do my will, I will utterly destroy them, saith the Lord, because of their unbelief, notwithstanding the many mighty works which I have done among them. 
and as surely as the Lord liveth, these shall these things be, saith the Lord. And we know that these things came to pass, that the Nephites were ultimately destroyed. Uh, as we get to the end of the Book of Mormon, I bear testimony that these things are true. And say all of this in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. I hope you come back to the next podcast for the exciting conclusion of the Book of Helaman.